Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. This is the first message from our series, Different. And one of the things that I want to do this morning is share a story with you, share a way that I wanted to be different when I was a kid. Anybody ever want to be different, like maybe growing up, like you're in high school? Because high school is super easy, and it's not a big deal, right? Like, um, and, and so I remember uh, my favorite show back, back in those days, uh, middle school, high school, was Boy Meets World. Anybody else Boy Meets World fans out there? Uh, who am I kidding? It's still my favorite show. I love, I love that show. Uh, for, the, for those of you that know the show, I familiarized myself with Corey. That's why I really love the show. Uh, I do not have short, curly hair. But um, I, as far as personality-wise, Corey was my man. I liked him a lot, and I familiarized. That was kind of just who I was in high school or middle school, too. And, uh, but I'll tell you what. Like everybody else, they wanted to be Sean. And so Sean was the cool dude. Sean was the cool best friend that had the leather jacket and the awesome hair. So in seventh grade, I decided I'm going to have Sean Ryder strong hair, and I'm going to part my hair down the center, and I'm going I'm to do the little surfer cut, and I'm going to have it off to the side. I'm going to, you know, when, when the girls look at me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, what? You know? And I'm going to have that thing going on. I tried it for a little while, and I remember I got my, uh, my middle school, I grew my hair out over the summer, and I remember I got my seventh grade pictures, and I was absolutely wrecked by how they looked, because I thought, look at this clown right here with his hair parted down the center. That ruined it. Like, I thought I looked cool until I saw my seventh grade photo, and I was like, this is terrible. What are you thinking? But I wanted to try to create a new me, and I think that a lot of times we do that, whether it's a new hairstyle or a new style or a new clothes, new whatever, new people that we're hanging out with. I'm not gonna be this anymore. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be this. This is what I'm striving to be. I'm gonna be different. And so I remember going through that phase and then probably another two or three more phases like that, middle school, high school. I wanted to be somebody that was different, different than who I was. And I'll tell you, honestly, hey, it still goes on until you're an adult, right? Like, you try to figure out who you are and what you're all about. And, um, and, and it got to a point, even probably in my mid-20s, where I was finally comfortable, like, this is who I am, and, and I'm gonna, f- like, forget anybody else. Like, this is who I'm gonna be. And I went through different stages like that. I remember being in high school, going to, getting to a point where I thought that, but I really didn't mean that. I didn't really mean that until probably I was in my 20s. But um, how to be different, that's really kind of the topic today. Right, so the series title, what we're gonna be talking about over the next several weeks is just simply different, what it means to be different. But today I wanna kind of lay the foundation out a little bit and say this is is what it takes to be different. And and we're gonna pull a couple different things out of scripture and just kind of walk through this a little bit to be able to lay the groundwork. Like I mentioned, next week is gonna be a great week. We're gonna talk to uh, some important mothers in my life. My wife, uh, who's the mother of my children, my two children, she's my first wife, and I'm excited about having a conversation with her. Come on, y'all, we're supposed to laugh at that. Like... (laughs) I just slipped that in there and nobody said anything. Like that, you know, all right. And some people were like, who's, who's the second wife? <laughs> nobody. There ain't gonna be a second woman. That's what makes it funny, right? All right, anyway, all right, fine. 
But we're going to have a conversation with my wife, Danelle, and actually her mother as well. So um, my, my mother-in-law is going to be here, and we're going to have a, a, a motherly conversation about what it means and how they are raising their kids through the lens of Jesus, which is what we're going to a little bit kind of brush on today and what that means. So I'm really excited about that. I'm encouraged by that, and we're going to have a fun time next week, so I want to encourage you to be here. But today we're kind of laying the foundation of what it means to be different. And so the first piece of scripture I want to share with you this morning is something that's a, it's a pretty popular verse. It's in Isaiah. It's in the Old Testament. And, uh, and it talks about this. It's Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. It says this. It says, do not remember the past events. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old. And I want to tell you real quick before we jump to that next verse that it is important for us sometimes to not look at what has happened in the past. You may have a past that is rocky, to say the least, and that's okay. We're being reminded here with this verse, pay no attention to what's happened in the past. Sometimes it's good to look back on what has happened, whether it be good or bad, and maybe learn from it, but to sit there and dwell on these things that may set you back, forget it. Don't remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old, but... Look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So look here is what's happening is a new thing is about to begin. Look, I'm about to do something new, a new thing, and it's gonna happen. There's other translations that say that it is going to spring forth. I'm about to do a new thing, and it is about to spring forth. So what's happening here is God is talking to the Israelites and he's saying, hey, listen, pay no attention about what's happened in the past, but something new is about to happen. Something big is about to happen. I'm calling you to something new and I'm calling you to something big and it's about to spring forth and it's about to happen in your lives. And if you see it, you'll make note of it. Forget about what has happened in the past. Let's move on to this new Thing And I want to tell you today and I'll encourage you with this thought that God is wanting something big in your life and he's wanting something um, different in your life. And whether you have experienced some hardships and some rocky things in the past, something big and something new is about to happen. And I believe it and something great can happen to you and happen for you if you keep your eyes focused on what God is calling you to. And the big thing today is to recognize the call. Recognize what Jesus is calling you to. Recognize what God is leading you through and calling you to. Because we are made to be different, as the screen says. God has created us for something big and he's created us for, us for something new. And it's not to always forget about what's happened in the past because the past can be good as well, but sometimes we dwell too much on what has happened in the past and we don't pay attention to what God is putting right in front of us at the moment, right? Like sometimes we could think, man, it was so great when this was happening. It was so great when that was happening. I wish that it was like it used to be in the old days, in the glory days. Glory days, right? Bruce Springsteen, anybody on that or no? No, anybody? Springsteen fans? We talk about glory days all day long, but sometimes we need to move on from that. And I think sometimes we look at our past and we think, you know what, I've had a broken past, I've made some mistakes, I made mistakes that have been life-altering that I wish I could go back and change, but you can't change them, and you can't go back, so quit dwelling on the past. But there's a lot of us also that would say, you know what, there's been great things that have happened in the past, I've had a great life. 
God has done some amazing things. God's not doing now what he used to do back then, and I wish that he was doing now what he was doing then. And sometimes I feel like, hey, listen, we're looking too much on the past. It's great what had happened. See, what had happened was God did a great thing back in the day. But if, if you're still here, if you're, if you're still breathing, he's not done with you, and he has something even more for you. And it may be just a new season in your life. You may be able to do something differently now than you used to be able to do then. You may be able to, be able to provide wisdom now that you didn't have back then. You may have gone through hell back then, and now you can lead people through the hell that they're going through right now because of the things that you experience. And so whether it was good or bad, do not dwell on those things and stay back there with it, but keep your eyes open and focused onto what God has for you right now in this moment. Because he has called you and he wants you to make a difference in this life and we are made to be different. The next scripture that I have for you is in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says this, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness and into the marvelous light. You are a chosen race. He has chosen us. He has chosen you. He has chosen each and every single one of us. He wants every single one of us to be able to make a difference for his name, for his purpose, for his glory. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. If you are in Christ, you are a royal priesthood. You are part of a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you'd be able to proclaim these praises, that there is one God who reigns over everything, who wants to make a difference in this world, not just in the times that we read about in scripture. We can read about this thing, these things that happen in this, in this book, this collection of books that we know as the Bible. And we could think that this is old news. This is not for me. This is in the past. But he's doing all these things even now in this day. And I'm telling you that the people that you're sitting around in this room know that. Some of them know that because they were here this morning at 7.30 when it was pouring outside. And they're here not because they love singing in the rain, right? They love it because they love Jesus. And they want to make a difference. I don't say this to say that, that I, I'm, I, I wanna brag, but I, I'm outside this morning and it's this sidewalk is flooded. And I don't know how many of you came from this way, which by the way, next time come from this way because it's shorter and there's not as much rain. Um, but you gotta come here early because there's not enough, enough spots over there. But I'm coming over through this way and the sidewalk is flooded. So, and I remember in the past that there are some drains out there. So I'm out there and I'm like, all right, there's drains out here somewhere. I'm gonna find these suckers, all right? So I'm like trudging around in there and I find them and they're clogged. So I, I'm out there scooping all the gunk out from under them. Not because I just love to do that on a Sunday morning. That's the favorite thing that I love to do is to, to get into ankle deep water and, and trudge through the mud. There's worms, I don't mind worms. It's when they're longer and they slither around, they have scales, that's what I don't like. But... <laughs> but there's worms out there and like, I'm just scooping this stuff and eventually all the water goes down and it's not, no longer flooded over there. But I'm thinking out there, I'm thinking, you know what? 
I'm not doing this right now so that I could be able to say it in you know, 30 minutes and tell everybody about it, but I did it out there because I'm thinking, you know what, I want people, when they come up, I don't want them to have to side skirt around this water. I want them to be in the rain as comfortable as possible walking through here. We've got people out there waiting for you in umbrellas, not because they love waiting outside in the rain in umbrellas, but because they wanna make a difference. Because when you step foot into a middle school cafeteria with these pipe and drape that is all around, we want this to feel like it's something different. Not because we want it to be awesome in here, but because we love Jesus and we want people who walk in this room to know that we love Jesus because of the effort that we put into this place. When you walk into the bathrooms, if you haven't been into our bathroom yet, it's not like a normal middle school bathroom because we put special things in there for, for you. Not because we want the room to smell good, which we do, but we want when people come in for the very first time to walk in and think, man, something's different about this place. It's because these people are serious about Jesus. So I want to encourage you with that today that when we look at things through the lens of Jesus, things begin to change a little bit differently. And that's the whole point of this message, the whole point of this series is that when we begin to put Jesus in through the filter of our lives, through like the lens of our lives. I keep saying that. I don't have contacts. I don't have glasses. True story, I've never been to an eye doctor in my life because I've just always have, have had pretty good vision. But, so I can't familiarize with you all in that at all, if any of you are in that, in that struggle. But I remember when I was a kid, you ever have those red glasses that like you had to look at, like it was like a red blurry image and like, but when you put red glasses on, you could see the hidden image behind, what, anybody with me on that? Or is it just me that was kind of nerdy on that? All right, cool. All right, I saw some head nods. So I was thinking about this and I was thinking about those red glasses. Like you couldn't see what was on your page until you put the red glasses on and it filtered out all the other red so that you could see the hidden message. Right, same thing with 3D, but I don't see 3D movies, you know, because I don't have the time for all that stuff. You guys love that. Is, is the new Marvel Avenger, whatever that Avengers movie, is it 3D? Sure, go for it. Go see it. All right, I hear it's got a great ending. <laughs> so let's go back to the red lens glasses, okay? So, but listen, when 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 we when we begin to put on our red lens, Jesus lens glasses, we begin to see things differently. We can be able to see some of the hidden messages that are in our life all around us, right? So like when we're going through a struggle, why are we going through a struggle? Like sometimes we could take that news and say, man, this stinks. This is, and sometimes we don't say stinks, right? But we, we, we say, why are we going through something like this? Why, this isn't fair that this is happening to me. Why is this going on in my life? But when you start to begin to uh, go through what we call sanctification, when we start to pursue Jesus and start to grow in our relationship with him, it's a constant growth that happens in our life that we continue to pursue after him and learn what he's doing in our life. When we go through this process of, of learning more about who he is, we begin to see things a little bit differently. We could see that, you know what, I'm going through this struggle, but right now, God's doing something in my life. I believe that, that, that my faith is, is, is stronger in this season because of what I've gone through. You may have gone through something absolutely terrible, but you've powered through it because of your faith in God and what he's doing in this moment, and you've come to the other side of it, and you think, man, Jesus is faithful. 
I love what, what he's doing in my life. He, he took me from a place of high, he took me through the low, and I made it through, if only by the grace of God that I'm here right now because of what he was doing in my life at that moment. Two weeks ago, I, I've been, my dad called me last summer and said, hey, listen, Justin, I've got cancer in my kidneys. And that, that, that hit hard. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever received a phone call like that from a loved one or you've had the, that type of news before uh, from somebody that you really care about. And it hit me. And then like a week, two weeks later, he had another doctor report when they're like, hey, you don't have cancer. And I'm like, oh my goodness, praise Jesus. Like what in the world happened? But like I went through that moment and then another doctor report said, listen, you don't have cancer in the kidney. You actually have cancer in the bile duct. And so it went from like, bad to good to worse, and it's like, God, why, why, why am I going on this roller coaster right now? And so he had to have his bile duct removed along with a piece of his pancreas, along with a piece of his intestine, along with a piece of his stomach, along with a piece of just a lot of stuff. And then he went through a long bout of chemotherapy and a long bout of radiation, and a week ago, he called me on the phone, and he said, hey, I just got the news that I'm cancer-free. And to be able to push through that, I'm thinking, well, praise God, that's awesome. And he said, but you know what? We're not out of the woods yet because your mom has to see a doctor tomorrow and they saw something that might not be good. And then a week later, I find out that my mom has breast cancer. And so I think, God, why, why, why have I gone through something like this to then be so excited about what you did then to like not even be able to celebrate that for a week to find out this other bad news. But when my mom told me that she had breast cancer, not even a week ago, it was last Monday, this past Monday, I thought, all right, that's fine. God's got this. Because sometimes when we go through something, we understand the struggle and we understand the battle. We understand how, it, how, how God has, has been able to do something. And, and listen, this might not always be the best news and this might not be something that can be cured. Who knows? I don't know. She feels good about it. But I believe that God's in control. And I believe that no matter what, he can do what he's going to do. And I believe and something so much greater than what we have here on this life. Because a life here on this earth is just a vapor. It's just a mist, as scripture will tell us. It's here for a minute, and then it's gone. But we can have something so much greater, and that's a life eternal with him when we place our trust and our faith in Jesus. We have a phrase in the church that says that when you're saved, when you are, believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the Lord of your life, that you are saved, that you will earn or you get as a free gift eternal life. It's a gift that is given to us. And I believe that there is something so much greater than what we get to experience here on this life because I know, I know that I know that I know that there is something so much greater beyond what we get to experience here. Scripture will tell us that we need to be set apart as Christ followers that when we begin to experience life with the lens of Jesus, that, 
that when we accept Jesus as our savior, that when we have a relationship with Jesus, that when we are saved, that our life begins to reflect and becomes a little bit different than the people around us, that we are set apart. I've heard before that, um, that things that are different are not the same. So if, if we are living a life that, that did not reflect Christ or did not reflect the things of Christ, if we begin to establish a relationship with him, we accept him as our savior, we start to follow him, we start to go through this sanctification process that is continually just learning more about him. It's a fancy, fancy church word. Sanctification is just learning about Jesus. It is studying his word, going through the process, spending time in prayer, saying yes when he's leading and he's calling and understanding and just knowing where he's directing you in your life, just beginning to take those small steps towards him on your own pace, that when you start to live differently, it's different than the life that you might have lived before because of the filter that we see the, the world through. That when you experience or you hear bad news, like I heard this last week about my mom, you begin to take it a little bit differently. That it is not necessarily the worst news that you could have heard. Praise God that she's still alive. Praise God that my dad is no longer cancer, filled with cancer. Praise the Lord that it is not as bad as it could have been. Thank God that my mom is a nurse and she's always on top of these things. She always has been in her life. That this is just stage one, that it could be operable. She might not need radiation. She might not need chemotherapy. Praise God that that's the situation that we find ourselves in right now. Praise God that my mom has gone through some very difficult things over the last couple years, including the fact that she's just been on this roller coaster not knowing what was gonna happen to my dad that this is the place that she's in right now, that she does not have to stress out about my dad anymore, that she could take care of herself and go through the process of what she needs to do to rid herself of this cancer. Praise the Lord that this is where we find ourselves in. See, the thing is, you start to see things a little bit differently when you start to put the lens of Jesus on. You start to see a little bit clearly. For you personally, it may be, you know what, I don't know what my life is. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I don't know what he's guiding and directing me in. He has you here today, which is one big thing. It's not something to take lightly. So if he has you here today for a purpose, he has you here for a purpose and he has you for a reason, and I'm, I'm gonna encourage you today to make a difference. Make a difference in this life because you are called to be different and to make a difference. So today, what can you do to make a difference in somebody else's life? What can you do to make a difference here? What can you do to say, you know what, Jesus, I want to be a part of something like this because I see what's happening around here and I've seen some things and I've heard some things about Anchor Church and I wanna be a part of that because I can see that you're moving in this place. I can see that some great things are happening in this place. How can I be a part? How can you make a difference? How can you be a part of what is happening here at Anchor Church. I wanna encourage you to say yes to Jesus. And sometimes we don't understand what that is or what that looks like. But when we are Christ's followers, we are different. Because things that are different are not the same. We don't act the same that we were. We don't act the same that we were five years ago, two years ago, or one month ago. The more that we learn, one thing that we say at Anchor Church often is that we wanna never stop improving. 
So if we're gonna take that seriously and say, you know what, I'm not gonna stop improving. I want to take my life in Christ to the next level, not just today, but tomorrow and next week and the next month. I want to grow and I want to spend more time with him and I want to know what this sanctification process is where I can start to see more clearly because of what God is doing in my life. It's saying yes to reading a devotional or going through something every single day. It's saying yes to praying a little bit more than you might pray. And maybe you haven't prayed in a long time. That's fine. You got to start somewhere. Maybe today it's just saying yes to Jesus for the very first time. I've never admitted that I'm a sinner to Jesus. I've never admitted that I have my own faults and I've got my own problems and I, I need a savior in my life. I've done a lot of wrong in my life and I need Jesus to rescue me. Maybe that's the first step that you need to make today. I don't know what your situation is, but Jesus wants to meet you where you are. He comes and meets us where we are. He doesn't look at you and think you're an awful person, you're an evil person. And today, as the pastor of this church, I want to say that what we stand for at Anchor Church is that we recognize that there is nobody perfect in this room right now. And that's including me right here on this microphone. We all have stuff. But when we are in Christ, we are called to be different because things that are different are not the same. And when we look at our lives differently in Matthew chapter, let's see here, chapter five, verse 13 and 14, it says this, it says that you are the salt of the earth, but if the Thou, uh, if the, the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but thrown out and trampled on by men. And verse 14 says that you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. A city that is filled with light in a dark place stands out and is different. If you're wandering through this area, imagine a pitch darkness, not Orlando, Florida at night, right? but pitch darkness and you're in a place where there's hills, you would be able to see a city situated on a hill because it is different than what you're experiencing in the here and the now. And we are called to be a city on a hill, standing out, different from the environment around us. And when we go through that process and we start to see what God is calling us to, he's calling us to something so much greater because when we are different, we are not like the other people around us and we can understand that we can make a difference. A city on a hill provides light to those around and it provides light on that hilltop because it makes a difference in the area that it's around. And we are called to something greater to be able to make a difference. In Jeremiah chapter one, verse five and six, it says this, I choose you. I choose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet of the nations. This is God speaking in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. He says it again. He says, I choose you. He's talking to Jeremiah, but we can look at it as if he's talking to us. He's calling us to participate in his will and to participate in what he's leading us to. He says, I choose you before I formed you in your womb. It's a very famous Bible verse, by the way. A lot of people like to print this up and put this on a nursery wall, right? I've chosen you. I choose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And in verse six, this is Jeremiah. 
responding to God. God just said, hey, I, I've chose you. I want you to be this. It's gonna be, I'm, gonna, I'm calling you to something great. I'm calling you to something that I've never called anybody else around you to before. And Jeremiah responds and he says this. He says, oh Lord God, look, I don't know how to speak since I am only a youth. He's not saying that he doesn't know how to talk. He's saying, I'm not eloquent to be able to speak. How can I lead this? How can I be a prophet to do this? I can't do this, God. And what I love about this verse, although we put it on, you know, nursery walls a lot, like you are, you know, I've chosen you out of the womb and it's gonna be, you're gonna be awesome and you're gonna be great. We forget the fact that Jeremiah in the very next verse was like, huh, no, 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 that's not me. But what I love about this verse is that I can familiarize myself with this. Because all too often in our lives, God is calling us to something more. He's calling us to participate in something greater. He's calling us to be able to be involved with something so much more and so much bigger than what we can ever imagine. And all too often, we don't pay attention. We don't see it because we don't have the Jesus lens on. Or we just completely say no like Jeremiah did. He says, no, I can't do that. I can't speak. I'm not eloquent enough to be able to do what you're asking me to do. I'm too young, so uh-uh, I'm not doing it. But he gets rebuked in the next verse, and eventually he participates in what God has called him to do. But listen, I'm telling you right now, there are every, probably every single person in this room has completely glassed over, has not responded, has not said yes, has said no purposefully to what God has called you to. And I want to say this. Sometimes we think that we're not equipped to be able to do it. That's what Jeremiah was saying. He said, I'm not equipped. I can't do this. I'm, I can't speak. I'm only, however old he was, I'm only a youth. I'm not equipped to be able to do this. But God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Does that make sense? When we take a look at the disciples and how Jesus was calling a bunch of guys, he wasn't calling a bunch of guys that were completely equipped to be able to do this. No, that's not what happened. Jesus called the people that he needed to be able to fulfill his mission, to be able to fulfill his calling, and he equipped them along the way. And so often we keep saying, no, I had this experience in the past, uh-uh. Or I can't do this because I feel like I can't do that, uh-uh. I'm not equipped to be able to do this. God, how are you calling me to do this? But he doesn't call the equipped. He equips those that he calls to fulfill his purpose, to be able to fulfill his vision, to be able to make a difference. And so today I want to encourage you with this. There is something that God wants you to do. I, don't, I can't tell you what it is. But there's something that God wants you to do to make your life different in order for you to be able to make a difference, not just for who you are and for what you want, but for what God wants and for his calling. It's something that you might not ever realize and something so great that you would not even be able to see. They had no idea, Jeremiah had no idea what was in store for him when he was saying no. But we only know about Jeremiah because he eventually said yes. 
So what's it gonna take for you to say yes? It could be something very, very small. But the process of just putting on this lens that you can start to see things a little bit differently because of what Jesus is doing in your life. I wanna encourage you today, I don't know what that looks like for you to be able to do that, but I wanna encourage you to put those glasses on so that you can start to see things a little bit more clearly, so you can start to see that marvelous light that is around you. Because you are a holy person, a holy people, a holy nation, and God does want to do something with you. But if you don't say yes, it might just pass right on by. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.